calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Welcome back, friends, to the Lucky Die. Previously, Balance gets other people to do the work, Ra becomes a central distraction attraction, and Zoltana vows that the Black Knight will not pass. Now that Trevor and Titus survive long enough to complete the ritual, our criminals are now heroes as they find themselves ankle-deep in the undead. With Benno and Honorina for company, the group will discover the fate that has befallen Chatbot. Why were there so many undead not native to Discora? Will Trevor and Titus survive in Bellum? And now the undead threat within is over, or their other dangerous Sabras did not warn them of. I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. Previously, you guys had managed to prevent Trevor and Titus, kind of, from being interrupted a lot of times so that they could close the portal. 
Last we left it, Titus uh, looked at you, gave a nod of respect and jumped through the closing portal after his friend because it's his friend. Uh, the portal is now closed. When the portal closed, a big burst of raging energy came forth, um, kind of almost temporarily blinding you with just the sheer holy light of it. The undead, the skeletons, the zombies that were basically surrounding Raoul at this point because he was like, hey, look at me, um, have all fallen to the ground, lifeless or undeadless, basically devoid of the magic that was keeping them upright. This is where you found yourself. Honorino was standing by the entrance, his sword sort of raised in a protective uh, a protective um, manner from an, um, an incoming blow, which never hit him. And the Honourable Dead are kind of standing there a little bit dumbfounded and cut off from the plane they're supposed to be on. The, uh, who's the other person here? Benno. And Benno is sort of against the wall away from the rest of you guys. What do you guys want to do now? Raw throws up blood. <laughs> Gross. I am I am surrounded by corpses. You are surrounded by corpses, like quite a lot of them. They're basically ringing around you. A lot of them just like fell where they were reaching for you. So one of them, many of them are just basically grazing past your skin as they sort of fall down and tumble on top of each other. Yeah, not this is still probably not raw yeah, does not have that adrenaline. same sigh of. No, <laughs> you, you, all your adrenaline is done. Rawl is still kind of panicking and uh, he doesn't have the same like relief that you guys have. No, um, I'm going to say you're going to fail your con check. So I want you to roll 2d6. Okay. Okay. Because it's pretty grim as they all sort of fall That's down fine. and begin to like sc- uh, stroke like your various bandages and, and your hoodie and whatnot. It's probably about now that the smell truly, truly begins to hit you of how rotten these creatures are. Um, not only are they rotten from decay, they're also kind of like that damp rotten that you get from being under the sea. Uh, it's uh, it's unpleasant. Yeah, gross. Okay, so Raoul is... You're seven, and in case you take seven points of damage, so... Okay. You're bad. Um, yeah, Raoul is not looking too healthy. Balance um, is staring at where the portal was with a very deep frown. You're looking at the portal. Where Excellent. the portal Good was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is, it's gone. It's completely gone. There's no trace that it was ever here, apart from the hordes of undead that came here to help free the portal from the undead, the honorable dead. The only thing you can really see are the, the few honorable dead that are still standing. Um, they're just kind of looking a bit a cut off in like the, the literal sense and the, and the, and the emotional sense. Um, Sultana. Yes. What are you doing? Uh, breathing heavily because if I'm not mistaken, I just did a lot. You <laughs> I did. did so much. So I'm going to, she's going to be sitting there kind of like breathing heavy, you know, trying to like come to grips with what just happened. Okay. That's good to know. Um, in that case, Sultana and... Sultana, roll a perception check. Raoul, roll a perception check at disadvantage. And uh, Balance, you can roll perception disadvantage. I'm going to say I'm trying to climb up on like a pew or something. It's at disadvantage. Uh, Sultana is the only one who can roll at advantage. The other two can... No. Sultana can just roll a perception check. The other two of you can roll at disadvantage. And yeah, there's easily like pews and like uh, all that around. They're mostly broken and torn apart, trampled down by the undead, but... Yeah, Raul's in his panic, just trying to get up on one. Okay, 
All right. Oh, hell fucking yeah. I got a net one. I rolled a 10. I rolled a net 20. What the fuck? Okay. Got the lowest low, the highest high, and then the literal middle ground. (laughs) (laughs) This is incredible. (laughs) Okay, Balance, you are too busy looking at where the portal was, deep in thought, um, surrounded by the honorable dead. Um, Ral, you're you're not really aware of what exactly is going on, Um, but you know that there are a lot of things lying on the ground and you hear movements off by the uh, the entrance itself where you know Honorino is standing. Sultana. Yes. With your natural 20. As you're sort of like he- breathing heavily, like considering, damn, I did a lot in that one. You aware, you become aware that Benno has stood up beside you and he's drawn his bow. And in very quick succession, pew, pew, he loses two, two arrows in the direction of Honorino. The first one flies completely wide. And the second one strikes him hard in the chest. And you see Honorino no! fall to the ground. Fucking Jesus Christ. She's going to look at Benno and she's going to be like, are you kidding me, dude? Are you fucking kidding me? Benno has that look of anger that you saw in his face before this began when you first told him that uh, Adet was still alive and Honorino knew. He... Take a charisma check for me, a persuade check. Oh, I'm not strong in persuasion. We got 22 though. Damn. <laughs> All right. So as he's as he like begins to like walk uh, walk towards Honorino and begins stringing another arrow, your yells to him. He kind of stops and just turns back to you, and he has again has that look of just pure anger, which you're never really used to seeing on Benno's face at all. And he turns back to you and says. He's not dead. I just need to know where she is. Oh, no, I'm 100% there with you. Just don't fucking, you know, kill him because he has that information. If you want to kill him after that, I I guess that's fine. (laughs) He gives you a nod and like a very dry smile. Not exactly one full of warmth and laughter and happiness. Just that kind of like, yeah, we will. And he stalks over to Honorino. Oh, I'm Uh, going with him. You're going with. All right. I'm going to like pause a second. Do you remember that you know where it is? No, because you he told me he doesn't know where she is. She's in the swamp. Marsh. And they're leaving. A marsh of something. I can't remember. I'm Elkin. so glad other people have good memories. Elkin Marsh. Thank you. Because Titus the gnome yelled at you about it. And it said oh. she's an Elkin Marsh, but she's going to be moved soon. Okay. Yeah, is it cool if Zoltana doesn't give a shit that she already knows and wants to see Honorino tortured? Because... <laughs> <laughs> well then. Uh, well then, that's where we're going. Okay, sure. That's fine. If that's what you think Zoltana would do, that's okay. Also, yeah. I'm going to say that Zoltana just was in the middle of a really harsh battle, so it's not probably not going to be the first thing on her mind, like, oh, I know where my wife is. Okay. All right, we'll we'll go with that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> All right, so the pair of you uh, stalk over towards Onirino. Um Clearly, at this point, you two have definitely heard this and seen what's going on. So. Also, Honorino doesn't know that I heard from Titus, right? No, because Honorino, uh, because Titus whispered it in your ear, I believe. So nobody knows I know. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
<laughs> yes, nobody knows you know. Okay. Um. So yeah, you two make your way over to Onirino. Oh Onirino- wait, fuck. No, oh, I made a promise to God. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop him and go wait. <laughs> oh wait, stop! This is probably Zoltana's exact thought process as they're oh walking over and she's like, "She's like, I'm, uh, I'm ready to, I'm ready to kill this motherfucker." And then she's like, "Oh wait, hold on, I don't want to lose my powers. I made a promise to God." Oh my god! Oh wait! All right, let's narrate this scene to the glory that it needs to be. Okay. <laughs> So they're stalking over and then Zoltana gets this look on her face of like um, just remembrance. And then she kind of looks over and you see like a struggle playing on her face of like, should I, shouldn't I? And then just like annoyance. And she's like, hold on, wait. I just remembered something. Benno turns to look at you with a bit of a quizzical expression on his face. But he knows where she is. I just remembered right before the thing, the, the battle, that fucking gnome dude. It was an, He was a gnome, right? Oh, yeah, they're gnomes. Yeah. You remember those gnomes? Hard to forget them. One was exceptionally naked, another one was terrified. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the naked one, uh, apparently, some kind of psychic, said that she was at Elkinmash. I mean, I'm not opposed to torturing him and making sure that's the correct information. I just thought I should put that out there that that guy told me. It's been a really long fucking battle. Maybe he knows where they're being moved to. Also, he said that she was being moved anyway. Hey, I'm going to chime in here too. Uh, yeah. Honorino doesn't know. He sent someone to go find out. So if you guys do shit before, then you're not going to get anything. I don't care. But thank <laughs> you. <laughs> we just, just plays are Zolta- aware of this. Zoltana would know. She was literally. I know Zoltana would know. I, as but- Zoltana, I'm saying I don't care. Because now I know, I know where the thing is, and they're not going to tell her where she's being moved because they're going to know that. I know that that I'm with Honorino probably at this point, so I don't see right. how that matters. Okay, we can continue battling the ideas of what we do and do not know. Let's just go on and find what we find out, shall we? Yeah. Um, he looks over at you and he says, you, you know where she is and you didn't tell me. I literally found out right as we were about to start fighting the battle, dude. What do you want me to do in the middle of the battle? Be like, hey, I just he found out she's hands. at Alkenmash. He raises a hand to kind of like stop you and he, he just nods. That's okay. Okay, that's fair. Like if I'd known when I said something yesterday, I would have told you 100%. Why would I keep that from you on purpose? I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, it's a debt. I know. Okay. So she's an Elkimash, but she's going to get moved? That's what, that's what the naked guy said. Okay, maybe Honorino will know where she's going. Fair enough. I just got to say, though, hold on. I, If you want to kill him, you can, but I can't. Again, he just gives you this question. Would you have told him about your experiences with Tyr? Yeah. Okay. He's probably, I don't think she ever, did she actually ever tell, uh, Rollin balance about the, her experience with Tyr? Yes. Okay. Because we were like, why do you have a wolf? <laughs> did, you, did she tell you guys that she can't kill people anymore or that she can't kill people for no reason anymore? For no reason? <laughs> Invited commas. I don't remember a specific detail. I think you basically said something along the lines of 
hey, my God uh, said that I need to do better or something like that. Okay. But so that you guys don't know that she can't just go around murdering people she doesn't like anymore. <laughs> we'll go along with that for now. Okay. Um, Benno puts his hand on your shoulder and he, he nods. He's like, as much as I want to kill him for having a hand in this, it's not good enough to do that. Let's just find out where she is. Okay. Um, at this point, he puts his bow back over his shoulder and he, he basically pulls out a dagger. And you see him not exactly run, but he picks up his pace. And as Honorino begins begins to like crawl upwards and like begins like... What the hell? What the hell was that? You just see Benno just pretty much just jump straight on top of him and pin him to the ground, knife to his throat. What are the rest of you guys doing? It's blatantly obvious that you guys know what's going on now. Um, <laughs> anything Ra- else you two want to do? I mean, Rawls is on top of one of the things and he's still trying to collect himself and, and breathe. He's going to be struggling with that. So he's going to have his, his eyes closed and everything and not really so concerned about what's going on over there. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm occupied. Okay. Uh, Arch, what's uh, what's Balance up to? Balance, after a moment of looking really fucking sad, is going to kind of sla- snap back into it and look over where Sultana and Benno are doing the thing and just kind of make a look of like, okay, I guess that's happening, but it's not my problem. <laughs> Nice, nice. Appreciated. Um, and he's actually <laughs> just going to go address the uh, Honorable Dead. Okay. And uh, see if he can perhaps get them to go into the town, see if any of the locals need defending, if there's any skirmishes still going on around the town, see what the situation is like, and help as much as they can. Okay. Um because a- balance is at heart a uh, commander. Yes, he is. Uh, roll me a persuasion check. Sure. Can I can I do that with my leadership thing? Yeah, you're being a leader. Ugh. Uh, Fifteen. Hmm. Um, the honorable dead sort of speak amongst themselves. They seem to be addressing the dragonborn more than anyone else, and they turn to you, the dragonborn, basically. Nods, agrees, and makes his way, followed by the rest of the Honourable Dead, down towards the town. They pu- they they completely just walk through the mess, and they literally walk through the mess that is going on between Honorino, Zoltana, and Benno. They just walk through them on the way out of this building. Ooh, um, a cold spot. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they don't seem to care that they are passing through your flesh. No, they give no fucks. As um, the dragonborn walks by, can I hold out a hand to kind of... Stop him for a second. Um, yes, and we will circle back to that once we're done with uh, Zoltana and whatnot. So okay. I was just kind of seeing if you guys were doing anything immediate reactions, but that's cool. Yeah, we'll circle back to that. Don't no, forget. Balance doesn't. Zoltana yeah. could do whatever it is that she's about to do. Balance just too much. Doesn't care. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, so yeah, so we basically find ourselves with Benno knife drawn over, uh, basically sitting. On Honorino, um, putting him down, knife to his throat. And Benno looks at him and he says, 
She's in Elkin Marsh. Where is she going to next? And Honorino looks up, looks around, and he looks at Yuzel Tana and he says, Your brother shot me. <laughs> yeah, of course he fucking shot you. You know, First of all, you didn't tell him you knew where she was or that she was alive or anything. Second of all, you kind of had a lot to do with the fact that she got taken away from us. So don't be surprised when you get when fucking dumb shit you do gets, you know, comes back around on you. It's karma. Karma? I was trying to help these people. Hmm. And what I get returned is I get shot as soon as the battle is over. <laughs> oh, karma, you two are going to get shot as soon as you walk out of this place. Well, A, fuck you. B, uh, no, we're not. What are you, like, going to stick your fucking people on us? D- dude, come on. Yeah, that's right. Double ones are everywhere. And Dravis, his influence is beyond the double ones now. It's what? Okay. And she, um, she gets in real close and she, she draws one of her, uh, hand axes and puts it up to his throat. And she goes, okay, we're about to have a little conversation right now. What's Travis doing? Roll an intimidation check with advantage because there are now currently two blades to his throat. Thank you. You're welcome. Never, you can never have too many blades at someone's throat. That's his Altana lesson. <laughs> like, well, it's a if you want to commit a murder, just have fun. 23. <laughs> oh, the, boy. The great Zoltana lessons. There can never be too many blades at someone's throat, and the key to murder is just having fun and being yourself. I think those yep. are the two great lessons so far. I need those embroidered on cushions. Okay, um, a 23. He looks up at you. He looks to Benno, who is, again, just a face of anger and annoyance, murder pretty much written on his face, except, you know, he probably would never do it. Mm-hmm. Onirino looks at you and you begin to see not just sweat from pain and the arrow embedded in his in his shoulder and his chest. You see genuine fear on his face as he looks up at you. I mean, to be fair, you just destroyed a black prince with no more than a casual flick of your, uh, <laughs> your greatsword. Um, and he says... Dravis sees in the marsh, he's found something which gives him power and he needs Odette to do it. I don't know what he's going to do. I, I don't know what he's doing, but I told him, I, I told him to be ready for you. And I told him, I told him to be ready for you. And I told him he should move. So he's going to move if I don't contact him in the next week. If I don't contact him in the next week, he's going to make it his mission to kill you. And then he'll take out Odette. Don't even think about killing me. You know... And she turns to Benno and she's like, so what, what do we want? What are we going to do here? Obviously, this fucker told him the move. So we can't let him live with all of his limbs. But uh, I don't know. What do you think, Benno? Uh, Benno like, turns his head to look at you. <laughs> she winks at Benno, but she like tries to do it in a way that like, I don't know, won't see. <laughs> Take a stealth check. What about their legs? They don't need those. <laughs> that was a five stealth. Oh, but, boy. But if she's, I just want to say that if oh, I, was, wait, if wait, I wait. was already intimidated by someone and then they winked, I'd probably be a little bit scared, more scared. That first one was a natural Stop. 20 and it was the armor. 
the first one's the natural 20. You shouldn't have disadvantage on this because you're not moving, moving. Oh. Because you're not walking around. You're not trying to hide from someone detecting you. You're trying to hide in a social situation. I, I personally don't think your armor should apply in this one. So I think it should be your natural 20. Okay. All right. Okay. You see Benno react very, very slightly and realize he thinks you're fucking around. <laughs> um, and he looks down at Honorino and he says, he could probably, he could probably lose a hand or two. You know, I'm thinking we take off his junk. <laughs> you see Benno and Honorino both take the biggest intakes of breath and <gasps> Benno looks at you and he says, well, how about we do that when he's unconscious? And you see Benno flip the knife and punch him in the face with the handle. And I'm going <laughs> to say for the sake of all blokes, and I'm crossing my legs here because I'm uncomfortable with this, he just gets knocked out. <laughs> yeah, no, she's not going to take off his junk. She was saying it to scare the to scare the piss out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for all men here, I'm I'm simply going to knock Honorino out with a Benno punch because Benno is also very uncomfortable with this. <laughs> Elsewhere in the room, Balance and Roll are both clenching their legs together, going, oh. <laughs> Side note, I love in an alternate universe that all the honorable, all the dead and all the honorable undead are male or all crossing their legs, because <laughs> why would it say? All right, you have an unconscious honorino, you have a Benno who just knocked him out. A Benno looks at you and is like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be joking about that kind of stuff. <laughs> No, the voice of reason. <laughs> she, uh, we need one in the party. She, uh, she smiles at him and she's like, All right, come on, Thano, you know I wouldn't do that. I I should hope so. You've gone through some changes recently, little sister. I just, I hope you're back on the right path now. And he, again, he looks down at Honorino and you see him flinch a little bit and then you just see that look of anger when he's like, nah, it's Honorino. Um, uh, he he tends he stands up and looks at the rest of you and addresses the room. So, so what are your plans now? And we're going to hit pause on that because we're going to flash jump across to uh, balance. Uh, so balance is going to reach a hand out to try to stop the dragonborn before he departs. Uh, the dragonborn stops. Um, the rest of them continue walking on, and uh, the dragonborn just is. Holds back just a moment just to speak with you. If you don't mind, I had a question for you. It's not often I get to talk to any glances over at Rawl. Other dragonborn. I understand, but you also have to understand we have to find a way back. If we die here, we are gone to oblivion. Understood. And if we have to go to oblivion, we will find the most honorable way to do it. And perhaps we can try to help you. I just... You want to help us kill ourselves? (laughs) Well, if you're going to put it that way, then no. But if you're going to put it in the way of trying to get back to the other plane, then perhaps I can try to help. I know some people, but um, that's besides the point. Um, You didn't react the way I expected you would seeing a sick dragonborn. Why is that? Um, I'm sorry, I'm not really sure I follow what you mean. 
I mean, well, yes, he is sick, but there's nothing he can do about it. To my understanding, the rest of your kind look on with disgust at those who have fallen ill. You see him raise his hand a little bit to, to stop you, and he says, That is the concern of the living, not the dead. In the dead, it doesn't matter how you got here. In the great fight against, well, if you come to Balan, the great fight against the infernals and demons, it doesn't matter how you were in life. It is only matter how we protect the living from creatures like this. It doesn't matter if he was sick. It doesn't matter at all. Why do your people not try to research a cure for the disease? <laughs> Again, that is really a matter for the living. It has been whew, thousands of years since I have been alive. I thought your race was only recent to this land. We are. I do not know exactly. I was one of the first few generations, I assume. Possibly. How old are you? I was 56 when I died, but... By the, all the fighting and the dying and the killing and the respawning and killing and fighting and respawning, I, I don't know exactly how much time has passed. Hey, Yur, what is your name? And he turns over and shouts towards Raul. Raul's just kind of laying on his side on one of these. He's trying to control his breathing and whispering to himself. And he kind of like looks up. Raul, Raul Jack. What do you know of your people, of our people? Uh, No, technically your people now. I'm part of the dead. It doesn't matter. What do you mean? What do I know? What do I know that you don't? Well, your friend here doesn't seem to know how long the race has existed. I, uh, I'm i curious to know what you know. Do you not told him of our people, of our great purpose? I don't know our purpose if they don't tell me our purpose. I'm not allowed to know a lot of things. Wasn't allowed to learn to use a sword. Wasn't allowed to do a lot of things. Well, you must have been very sick. Any amount of sick is enough. As far as I'm aware. But I got a lot stricter. Well, if you have not to discover, I cannot tell you. You have to learn. We do not tolerate the sick. Again, he turns back towards balance. We do not tolerate the sick because we have a purpose. Our purpose. And he kind of looks around um, at the cathedral itself, a horde of undead laying here dead, uh, looking out through the windows at the sky. Our purpose will be coming. You'll probably run across our purpose very soon. Let us put it like that. Does it have anything to do with this? And Raul will pull out the book. He tips his head a little bit to look at the book. Um, That book is... It is not anything I really recognize. People were writing it still, I believe. Mm. Should I be concerned what your purpose is? It depends. On what? (laughs) On whether you're opposing us or whether you are with us in our fight. There's nothing more simple than that. What? Against the threat we have to end. The, the threat that started. <laughs> that is a part of it. Whenever it was that we were created, at least a couple of thousand years, I am, again, respawning, dying. Uh, things are more important on the other side. Uh, 
there was a threat that was needed to be stopped. That is why we are here. But that exact nature, that is for your friend Rao to learn. If you are on the wrong side of that, then you are the wrong side of the Dragonborn. And I assume they will hunt you down too. Anyway, don't be so dumb and gloom. You're either going to end up in Bellum or Cicero. Bellum is kind of fun. You get to kill things in imaginative ways and die in imaginative ways. It is great fun. Good luck. Mm. And with that, he turns and walks past Benno, who has just stood up. With with that, also, I've I've suddenly realized that this is fucking Viking folklore, and I love it. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, Benno stands up and he says, "So, what are your plans now?" I don't know. I go. I go where I'm told. Well, I. I'm going to Elkimarsh. I'm going to see if she's there. Okay. I want to go with you. I want to go help at Elkimarsh, but I can't not. I can't go anywhere without them. And she kind of jerks her thumb back at Balance and uh, Rawl, and she goes, I explained the whole thing, right? She did. Yes, she did. Um, he He looks at you all and he says, I understand you have to end this threat. This is your mission now. But can you not take any time? It's your wife, Sultana. It's a debt. She like tears up and she's like, I know. I want to go so bad, but I genuinely can't go if they won't go with me. Zoltana. What? You know, and Balance gets like a sly grin, we did just learn that Dravos has one of the items we need. So we can go? We're going to have to no matter what. Having Um, along another capable fighter would certainly be of aid. uh, Benno frowns a little bit. You're looking for these items, these relics. Yes. If I go get a debt now, I could just get the item with her. Then you guys wouldn't need to find it. What? Why is this item important? Balance is shaking his head. You would very likely perish in that endeavor. Especially on your own. He has that sword. Oh, the I will kill you sword. Yep. As for why it's pertaining to ending the apocalypse, it's some of it is personal and I can't share, but suffice to say that there are several items that we still need to find. We have already found one, but we need more. I would assume that when Zoltana was explaining everything to Benno, because he's her brother, that she would have told him all of it anyway. Balance doesn't I know think, that. I think we said that she wouldn't tell him about um, who Balance is or that he no, was Marnak. She didn't tell, I mean, she wouldn't tell him about Marnak or the thing, but she probably, she definitely told him about, you know, They're why the items are important. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, how about this? Why don't we all go together? 
now. And uh, then we get Odette, we get the item, and uh, we can kill Travis. All's well that ends well. Three birds, one stone. I am definitely on board with this. I mean, I know it's the end of the world, but... She's my, my world ended when I thought she was dead. Me too. Okay, so how do we get there? Well, where is this place? That that's out of character. Where where is this? Elkin Marsh is northeast of Dowry. It is the foot of some of the mountain range. The mountain range which holds Darkhammer Stronghold. I believe it's on your map. What are we gonna do about him? And she points at uh Honorino. Well, we can't kill him. No, he obviously. Needs to go to jail for what he's done. He does need to go to jail, but also we need to make sure that he's not telling Dravis to watch out for us. Too late. He already knows. Well, he doesn't know we're coming. Yes, he does. But he literally just said he Sultana. does. No, he literally just said that he told Dravis to move so that we wouldn't come. No, so, he, like, he literally just said you. that he knows that we're coming. <laughs> He said, no, he said he was going to tell him to watch out Sultana, for us if we... you're Odette's wife. Do you really think Travos, knowing him the way he knows you, wouldn't figure you'd come for her the moment you knew she was alive? The only thing he doesn't know is that you you can't come without these two. And he gestures to Raoul and, and Balance. Oh, yeah, he's not going to be expecting them. He doesn't know that you can't you might not be able to go straight away. It's the only thing he doesn't know. Oh, shit. That's true. Okay, so let's get him... Well, there's... I don't even know what chatbot's like at the moment. Maybe there's a jail we can throw him in, or perhaps Ooh, there is... I have an idea. And she goes over and she just slaps him to try to wake him up. Oh, God. <laughs> well, she's she's By the way, she's straddling him so that he won't get up. Okay. All right, uh, yeah, in that case, you fine, you slap him awake. Hey, fuck face. Right back at you. What? And you immediately see him, like, reach for his groin, but I think you're sitting, straddling him, right? I'm straddling his chest, not his groin. <laughs> okay. His arms just, like, immediately feel round, and you just see, like, the hugest relief on his face. Yeah, I decided not to do that. Be grateful, bow down, all that shit. Okay, so, here's the deal. I want you to get a message to Travis. I'm going to go gather a fucking army. So I won't be able to get her for a while. But if he hurts her in the meantime, I'm going to cut off every single one of his appendages. So is that all you want in exchange for letting me go is to tell him that you're not coming yet, but you're coming with an army? No, I want you to tell him. Deliver threats about you killing him, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but basically all that. But also, I, what can I say to make sure he doesn't move her? You see Honorino shake his head. There's nothing. Now, where would he move her? You see him shake his shoulders, shrug his shoulders a little, and then sort of wince in pain as he, ow. Ah! Okay, in that case, fuck all that. I want you to tell him that you killed me. I'm sorry, what? I want you to tell him that you and the other double ones killed me because I went fucking insane and tried to murder you. I wanted to tell you, I want you to tell him I was struck down 
here in chat vac. Forget everything else I said. That's what you got to tell him. Why? Why would I ever do that? Because I don't want him to know what I'm doing, where I'm going, anything like that. I want him to think I'm dead and then he doesn't have to worry about me. No, no, no. You're misunderstanding me. Why would I tell him that? Why would I lie to him? I got friends. I got friends in chat back. I got friends who could come and take care of a little something I'm forgetting to do right now at any time. Friends who are stronger than you. So, I would do what I'm asking. Or, I they might have to start cutting off your appendages one by one. And if I find out that you are letting him know that I'm alive, there's going to be consequences for you. I need you to roll. Oh, boy. Because... Mm. I need you to roll an intimidation check because you're not technically lying. You do have people who are far stronger than him. Whether they'd actually come and cut off his appendages because you asked maybe a different point of view. But I'm going to go with intimidation on this to give you benefit of the doubt. Ah, uh, it's a 12. Man, why can't I ever intimidate correctly when I'm just, when I am trying to intimidate fucking specifically this guy? Honorino looks up at you. You see his eyes go wide and you see him look around at the carnage around. You see him look at Benno, who looks uncomfortable. You see him look at Raoul, who's just this bloody mess from the chin down at the moment. Um, and you see him look over at Balance, standing there, just looking. Well, you're still in your inquisitor's robes, aren't you? Yep. Oh, boy. Uh, you see him look over at Balance, and you see him finally look up at you. And you just see him, and he says, You've got my word. Insight. Go for it. Aura. That is a 16. Is he full of shit? You can't tell. Fuck. His aura is murky. <laughs> you just can't tell. <laughs> he has the aura there's of, a lot please of, don't, there's a lot don't of fear cut my nuts in off. Yeah, yeah, basically. This is, this, is, this is mostly the concern of, please don't cut my nuts off, followed by the relief of, you haven't cut my nuts off with... Please don't cut my nuts off in the future. Um, that's kind of all that you're really reading from him. And you don't know whether that's directly coming off of him and your reading of him or whether it's your own internal, please don't cut his nuts <laughs> off. You're not really Balance's sure. legs are slowly clenching together. <laughs> hey, yeah. Balance didn't hear me threaten to cut his nuts off. Uh, um, I mean, you're pretty I loud. I think he did. I think he did. Um, <laughs> Can I ask? Because I, I can't remember, but I think I did already cut off my, my braid. I don't think you have. No. Okay. So she's going to take her hand axe and she's going to cut off her braid. <gasps> okay. And she's going to hand it to him and she's going to say, proof. He takes the braid with his uninjured arm um, and he looks up at you and he just, again, wide-eyed nods. <laughs> she's going she's gonna to slice open her thumb and just wipe blood on it too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need to point this out because it's cool that you did this, but on the other hand, uh, Honorino is actually bleeding from the shoulder from an arrow wound that Benno just gave him. He could have used his own blood, but we'll go with that. That's fine. <laughs> what about what about CSI, though? What oh, about when Jesus they test the blood? Christ. All right. CSI Laffian. <laughs> CSI uh, Dark Hammer Stronghold. I cast Detect DNA. <laughs> 
The result is the DNA does uh, not match Zoltana. Uh, does not apply. Okay. <laughs> right. So we now have this bloody brain. Again, he just looks up at you with these wide eyes and he just says, Can I roll an intimidation? Because I think that cutting open your own thumb and like wiping blood on your on. If oh, I want to say oh, no. she also puts a little bit of it on her, on his face. All right. I, I'm going to be honest. He is intimidated. Um, okay. <laughs> intimidating you further will not achieve any goals. Uh, you, you, he is definitely intimidated. Um, How much has he peed his pants? Not at all. Um, I think he's just happy to have his junk there. Uh, he's retaining everything, <laughs> clinching so hard. Um, no, he, he just looks up at you and he just nods. He's like, so are you going to get off me or not? She punches him out again. Oh, <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> she gets up. <laughs> You're going to get off. Whack. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. Good job. All right. He's unconscious yet again. If anyone's going to need some sort of like brain scan, it's going to be on Arena. After the shit you pulled to this guy. Oh, don't worry. I'm proficient in that. Oh, God. All right. It's not a brain scan. So you now have Honorino's instructions were given to Honorino. Uh, you have uh, Ben O'Reilly standing by to go to El Camarche or whatever it is you guys plan to do. And it's just the four of you in here right now. What do you want to do? Lay on hands my own thumb. Bounce <laughs> is going to go over to Rawl and see how he's holding up. Rawl, you are right there. I'm fine. I don't, I don't like, I don't like the dead things. I understand. You want to go outside? We should probably see how the town is looking. Maybe get some fresh air. Anywhere. All right. And he rolls over and sits up and gets up and kind of hastily walks at the door while uh, simultaneously trying to not step on any bodies or anything. He's consciously avoiding that the best he can. So it looks like he's playing hopscotch across the floor of this place. Oh, that's adorable. I'm not going to make you roll. That's so adorable. Um, okay. Uh, you guys hopscotch and slash just walk your way out of this cathedral. Um, okay. As you guys come out to the cathedral and you find yourself atop this kind of like hill, which is next to Chatvok, looking down, you can see that there is a lot of smoke. There is a lot of fire. The city on the water is on fire. You can see and hear, you can hear a lot of people screaming, a lot of people fighting. Um, And you can also hear a lot of people just cheering off to one side. You can hear happiness and excitement as you look down to that particular noise that is slowly spreading you can see some of the merchants that you guys saved earlier just off to one side on on the edge of the dock just happy and hugging and just talking to one another and beginning to sing songs and you see tears as you can just see the horde of undead that is around them just have collapsed down and they just seem to be inert not moving at all you can see that off to the edge you can see that there are some of these more demonic creatures which are being fought by the honourable dead and some of the double ones which have gathered together. You can see that a lot of the people, a lot of the people are trying to save the town. The double ones have set up uh, some of those like water run things, whatever they're called. Water lines. Water lines. And they set up a bunch of water lines and they are still fighting and dealing with things like that. You can see a couple of people that have taken advantage of the situation of holding arms and arms of things that they've clearly stolen and being accosted by various people. Um, it's nothing but chaos and destruction down there, but slowly you can see from this little area of where the people have realised that they're safe, this kind of chill, relaxed, thank God we're alive, 
is slowly beginning to spread. But amongst all of this, not only can you see the undead, you can see a lot of dead people, a lot of people not wearing a lot of armour. Some people just may be daggers nearby, but a lot of them are the young and the sick or the old. Um, you can see a fair few of the double ones nearby that have been slain trying to protect them. There is a lot of death here. What do you guys want to do? This could have been far worse. It's a good thing you guys got here when you did. Perhaps things could have been better if we had gotten here sooner. Perhaps. But then, we don't know how far that Regent Blast hit. We don't. If you turned up yesterday, well, you know what I mean, the day before yesterday. We performed the ritual yesterday morning. Perhaps the undead would have arrived and we would have had no way of destroying them. Zoltana, do you have any healing left in you? Uh, yeah, I can do a little bit. Not, I don't think I can do that much, but... I can, I can do a little healing too if you need it. Rol, you're pretty good with bandages as well, right? I'm, I'm okay with them. I have better luck closing wounds with acid. But, but I'm used to it. We should go through the town, see if we can try to tend to the wounded, see if there are any that are dying. Perhaps we can leave them. I can do my best. Well, your best was good enough to help close the portal, Rao. Your best is good enough. He kind of smiles. Okay. I look twice as old, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I think you're still like 40-something, right? Yeah, I was 22 and I ended at 41, I think. Yeah, something dumb like that. Benno begins to walk down towards the town. Okay, I guess we're all heading down. Uh, Balance is going to use the last 10 side points that he has, as well as his... Uh, Psionic restoration focus to try to stabilize and heal anybody who needs it. Okay. Um, he is intentionally ignoring double ones. Good. Okay. All right. Okay. I need you to roll. He's focusing young first and then everybody else. So is it one point for a heal? Uh, one side point, I can do a... What is it? A, a D8. Okay. So figure if I spread those 10 points out around, mm -hmm. I can kind of just... Okay. No, I'm going to say that there are probably enough people in chat box that you will definitely find that, um, but you will run out of healing long before you run out of injured and wounded. Um, That's fine. I also have my focus, which lets me uh, just stabilize people. Uh-huh. So if, if anybody is like just on death's door, he can at least stabilize them, even if he can't heal them. Okay. That's that's fine. Um, Sultana? Yes. What are you doing in the in the great aid? Um, Benno is off using his rangery skills to help people get out of awkward situations. Uh, basically, to be pretending to be a firefighter right now, um, and occasionally laying uh, laying his his kill wounds on people. I have thirty. I have thirty points of lay on hands. Damn. So Damn I guess I'll God. just use all of those up. Okay. You save a good portion of people. Ral, what are you doing in the great effort to restore Chatbook? Um, I imagine Ral taking some of the uh, scraps of cloth off of some of the... He's not going to touch any of the other... Like, he's going to stay clear as best he can of, of the, like, rotting dead. 
but of the recent deceased, he's going to tear some uh, scraps of cloth off of and use that to help bandage wounds. And if there's any wounds that need to be stopped from bleeding, he will try to close those with acid like he does on himself, probably not realizing or realizing too late that it hurts other people more than it hurts himself. (laughs) Um, As you're going through and doing this, um, normally when you've been traveling through Discora, a lot of people seem to be worried and terrified of you. I mean, you are a giant dragon whose lower jaw is usually red raw. Now you're bleeding from the jaw underneath. You look like you've been through the size of a battle. But you seem to notice that people, especially the those people in most need of help, are initially reluctant to take your help. But as soon as they become, re- as soon as they realize that you are actually helping people, it doesn't seem to matter. Everyone just seems to immediately get over it because you're able to help them. Um, you don't help as many people in such a significant way as, for example, those people who can literally do lay on hands and that kind of bullshit. But you triage the people that you can help. And those people are thankful, even the ones that are the sca- the most scared of you. You seem to find that like the young seem to be a lot less scared of you. They seem to be a lot less prejudiced. Um, you, you see some young humans that remind you a little bit of the boys um, from back where you come from in Falson, but all in all, you do good. The three of you do good in Chatvok. Um, let's say it's probably mid-afternoon. The undead, I'm sorry, the, the rotting, stinking corpses and skeletons are freaking everywhere. Um, you can't really avoid them. Like you may trip over and you'll just trip over one or into another. You'll open a door inside a building you thought was closed and oh my God, there's more undead in there. Um, they are freaking everywhere. Um, but the those people who live, those people who survive, they make their way back to that kind of marketplace area, the one that you found, one that Trevor found the house for you to camp in just off to one side. You're back to that kind of clearish area. The dead there have been pulled away out of the canals, off of the streets, just anywhere but in this little area that people were beginning to use as a base. Um, there is no sign of Honorino. There are very, very few double ones here, um, and it's probably mid-afternoon people are just gathering around and talking with one another what are you guys doing right at this moment i want to take a nap (laughs) okay (laughs) i mean i don't want to take a nap like right in the middle of everything i want to go back to the place that we were like camped at (laughs) okay uh i'm gonna say the little house that you guys uh camped in because of trevor Someone has cleared the corpses out of that one too. Uh, it has a disgustingly dead smell in there, but uh, at least there aren't, aren't actually any undead in here. Um, the windows are still broken. The furniture in there is completely destroyed. It's just an empty, completely abandoned, broken interior building. But it is empty. It's where I left Karuna. Oh my God. She's guarding it for me. Oh my God. Well, now we have a new bonus episode. How the fuck did Karina survive in a building on her own? Uh, good job. Yeah, you know, I figured it would be a fun thing to give you. Thanks um, for that. You're um, welcome. <laughs> as you open the door, you get the feeling of tear and Karina is waiting by the broken fireplace. Uh, yeah, you can absolutely go for a nap if you wish. Um, balance and morale. There's a part of me that really wants to do a motivational speech. <laughs> Do it. Go for and it. I it will feel, feel like so it's good. 
kind of a balanced thing to do considering there's no leadership right now because Honorino's fucking unconscious or God knows where. Uh, Honor, I'm just I'm just stating Honorino isn't here and a lot a lot of the double ones aren't here either. Uh, during the course of the day, you realize a lot of them have been moving out of the city. They become a lot less obvious and there's very few people, not very few people. There are definitely aren't. There are a lot less double ones here than were. Um, you can definitely do a speech if you want to. Um, Zoltana, are you going to stay for this speech? <laughs> I guess. All right, this is incredible. Be supportive, I, friend. Uh, okay, Please that's don't. awesome. Like Please literally, don't. as you put your hand on the door, you hear him like begin to speak, and you're just like, "Ah, oh, I better stay." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, Raul, what are you doing before we get to this epic leadery speech going on? <laughs> Um, probably the same thing he's been doing, still kind of roaming around trying to help. Um, but n- I don't have anything specific. Okay. All right. Excellent. Um, in that case that most of the people have congregated here, you've probably not been one of the effort to help move the, the undead corpses and stuff, but you have been helping people out. No. Uh, <laughs> there is a, there's, there's a little, there's a little gaggle of people around you that are, are helping you help other people. Um, and then balance. Come on, dude, set the scene for me. What All are right. we looking at and what are you saying? Because fuck my. Right. <laughs> so everybody's in the market square. People are talking. There are people being treated for their wounds, bandaged up. There are people that are uh, serving out food and water, trying to uh, just get some semblance of order going. Uh, there's a whole crowd. Everyone's kind of milling about of whoever is left. Everybody looks wounded and downtrodden, super sad. Although kind of happy because they won and they're still alive. Loved ones are reuniting and hugging. More likely and, uh, than not, they are commiserating. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine a lot less happy hugging reunions than you'd like to think. Oh. I'm sorry. In this uh, market square, there's like a raised platform in the center uh, where people would were like people would go if there was going to be, uh, for example, a uh, announcement from the leadership and whatnot. I'll tell you what, just to make it even easier for you, if you want to be higher than everyone else, your fucking majesty, um, yes. people have like moved some of the bigger boxes and crates and stuff. It's perfect. You can almost walk directly on top of them and be like a good six feet higher than anyone else. With, with this your purpose, there you go. <laughs> Balance is going <laughs> to climb up top of that. And uh, he's going to look out at the crowd and he's going to stand there in silence for like a good minute or two. And as people in the crowd look at him, slowly the sounds hush down. Everybody just stops and looks waiting. I need you to roll a charisma check if you think that's going to be a thing. (laughs) It's not a difficult check, but... Can I add my plus two thingy? Of course you can. Amazing. Just a regular charisma check, right? Not a persuasion or anything? We're not doing anything. Like, hey, look at me. You're literally doing nothing. And in that case, it's just a six. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, people don't seem to be paying you any attention whatsoever. Um, Your companions can help with this if they want. (laughs) They can help you get the attention of the masses. It's clearly obvious what you're trying to do. Yeah, I'll say in the mind link. Raul Zoltana, can you um, get the crowds in this direction for a moment? Zoltana's gonna loudly just like clear her throat and go like like a ahem. 
Okay, Raoul, what are you doing to help? <laughs> Zoltana, are you up there with him? Or are you standing at the bottom? I guess I am. I guess I've climbed up there to be his fucking, like, <laughs> second. I mean, listen, we're the fucking heroes of this town. Like, <laughs> okay. come on Oh my here. god, I have the greatest idea. Zoltana okay, so- is very tired. She just had to threaten a guy. She just used up all of her healing, all of her spell slots. She's been, she's fighting a de- <laughs> like Sauron. Basically, <laughs> and now you're making her like be your crowd pump up. That's it. wait, she did so well with Ral. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so good, you guys. You're making the greatest choice right now. All right, so Zoltana's backing up balance on top of these fucking crates in the middle of the thing with a loud ah All right, Ral, Ral, are you helping? <laughs> a bunch of crates. Ral's not useful at like uh, imposing himself on on other people. Um. Rawl is of the belief that if he asks people to do something, they're probably not going to listen to him. You do have uh, a little gaggle of people helping you out. And you did manage to gain all of the attention of the undead in the previous fight, which actually is one of the reasons Trevor didn't get hit. So you're not as bad as you think you are. <laughs> well, I'm not good at, like, the strangers, people. Um, so I think Rawl would just kind of make a visual effort at drawing attention to the stage by going up and, and sitting on it. <laughs> and uh, Oh my god, I need fan art of this. I, I, do. Some I have thing such a good picture. Yeah. Oh, believe me, boys, this is going to be so much better. Alright, okay, I will allow you to re-roll that charisma check. If you can persuade me of something else, I will let you roll that, but you need to do some work. I'm going to change my thing. When I sit on the box, I start doing like drumming on it. Drumming? Oh yeah. my God. Um, all right. So I'm going to persuade you then by, I'm going to persuade you to letting me be doing persuasion. How? By saying that Balance is going to very loudly and clearly say, people of Chatvok <laughs> to try to get their attention. Okay. Along with the, <laughs> like, please, please pay attention to him. <laughs> Yes. All right, you you may, you may roll a persuasion. With, with advantage, because help? The fact I'm allowing you to re-roll is the Fair. only reason you're getting this. Fuck me. <laughs> do I have, inspir- I have inspiration? You I do. have inspiration. You have a I'm shit ton of it. inspiration, dude. I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think you had two or three inspiration, dude. You could use it again. <laughs> Roll 20, I want to do the cool thing So for I'm those of you 15. playing the audio game I'm taking game, the 15 For those of you playing the audio game, you want to step in twice Alright, so you should either be on one Inspiration or zero, I don't remember how many you have That would be, put me at zero That's okay. a 17 persuasion then, because I have a plus two Okay Um. 17 Something. Fuck me do you know what? The use of two inspiration does have something special here. Like, so, like, what had previously been like a bunch of like dark and clouds and like the smell of death and decay? That moment when, like, off of the sea, it comes this, like, the, the wind just shifts and off of the sea just comes this sweet, uh, like, sea smell. So it's slightly salty in the air. It's a vast change from the stench of undeath and gore that's just been around. And it's just like, huh. That's not bad. And the clouds part just a little bit, so you have this small ray of light upon you for just that perfect moment because you had to use two inspiration. You have a god ray. Yeah, you basically have a temporary god ray that lasts all about 10 seconds. 
Amazing. <laughs> Even more, so, we now have like we um, we could taste the sea in the air. We could smell the the, the cleanse, the the freshness. Uh, we can see this glorious god ray, and we have the sound of light drumming. So, yeah, he's just, like, rapping like, almost, on the box <laughs> almost with his tail fighting on it and everything. <laughs> almost all the senses have been engaged here. You have no better setup than this, my friend. <laughs> Beautiful. Balance is going to stand up full attention. People of Chatvok, today is a day for celebration, a day that will be marked in history. Not as a day where many fell, as a day where many perished to the undead hordes, but as a day when you, the people of Chatvok, fought back against evil in this world and stood triumphant over those who would seek to destroy all that we hold dear. Many have perished. Many of you mourn. And I stand with you in this. I too feel your sorrow. But know that your loved ones, your friends, your companions did not die in vain. For their sacrifices have allowed you to stand triumphant over the bodies of your enemies, to survive in this world that would have struck you down had you not fought back. Take today, mourn, remember, cry for those who have lost, for those who have perished. Bury your dead if you wish. Clear the streets of your enemies. And then tonight, we celebrate. Bring out your casks of wine, bring out your ales, whatever meats you may find, for tonight we will celebrate not our victory, but celebrate those who gave their lives. For Chatvok and Balance raises a sword up in the air. The people begin to cheer. You see people hugging, you see people crying, but the cheer of the Chatvok rises high above the city and is the only thing you can hear for what you'd assume for miles around. Hey everyone, Zaltana here. That was an amazing episode, right? I'll give Balance credit. He could speak a good speech. So uh, I actually have something Patreon-related to announce. Thanks to our generous listeners, we hit our Patreon goal and we'll soon be starting our side campaign. The episodes will be released once a month, with patrons of the $10 tier getting early access to the episodes, which will be a bit longer than our usual TLD episodes. The episodes will release to everybody else on the main feed two months after the early access. We're so infinitely grateful to everyone who made this possible. If you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash tldpod. There are all sorts of goodies the different tiers get you, like entering names into an NPC naming pool, monthly AMAs with the cast, and shoutouts right here in the outro. Speaking of which, this week's shoutout goes to the Queen Pi. Thanks, Pi. Can I call you that? If you, uh, you want to support the show, but you don't got the finances, please remember to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us. It really does help. As always, you can find us on Twitter at TLDPod, Facebook at The Lucky Die Podcast, and 
online generally at theluckydiet.com. Don't forget to check out our network, the SPAC network at thespac.network and uh, check out our sister shows on there. That was a lot of talking and I'm still kind of sore from the battle last episode, so I'm going to stop myself here. See you folks in the next episode. Bye-bye. The SPAC network. Imagine what your idea can do. Ready? Three, two, one, clap. Beautiful. I actually don't even know if you picked it up. Maybe it didn't. Oh. Everybody <laughs> clap your hands. Stop. Stop. No. There's so many, you idiots. <laughs> no, there's All a right. bunch of claps. I can't line it up. You guys are such assholes. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.